The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. And a very pleasant good morning, everyone. Yes, indeed. A very pleasant good morning and welcome. Welcome to Herbie's Cooking Corner for October 11th, 2022. And uh, today we are going to do a very interesting recipe called Regency Ginger Crisps. And uh, why are they called Ginger recent Regency Ginger Crisps? Well, I'm going to turn things over to our co-facilitator, Twinkling Tori, who will tell us. Tori? Hello, everybody. Well, in the book for, by Joanna Fluke that they come from, they are made for the Regency Romance Book Club, and that's why they're called Regency Ginger Crisps. Very good, very good. All right, so this recipe is pretty simple to make. However, the tricky part is that... Um, well, you have to make the dough first and let it sit for a little bit before we can actually bake it. And because of this, we decided to, first of all, make this call an hour and a half just to actually make sure we got through everything. Though, believe it or not, we were actually on time yesterday. So uh, we'll talk about that why in a little bit. Uh, first of all, I want to welcome those of you in Clubhouse as well. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hope you all enjoy the show. And with that, well, I tell you what. First thing I'm going to do is just give you a quick reading of the um, uh, list. Now, one thing I do want to announce, and I don't think this got included in the email, but I actually now have a Dropbox folder containing many of the recipes that I have done for the cooking call. And when I upload future calls to YouTube, I'll make sure that that link gets included there. And uh, you can also ask me privately to either have the link or be invited to it. It's uh, strictly docs and text files. So it should not affect your uh, Dropbox storage. It will be read only, so you won't be able to accidentally delete anything out of there or anything like that, but you can copy and paste or whatever to your heart's content. So what we need for this is three fourths cup butter melted, a brown cup of sugar, or rather a cup of brown sugar, a brown cup of sugar. I don't know if it matters what color the cup is. You could have a purple cup of sugar if you want. Yeah, you could. But it does have to be brown sugar, and it does have to be packed. We do need a large or two medium beaten eggs, four tablespoons of molasses, and uh, that, I am given to understand, turns out to be one quarter cup. So that's what we used for that. Two teaspoons baking soda, a half teaspoon salt, two teaspoons ground ginger, two and a fourth cups flour, not sifted, and we'll need a small cup of uh, white sugar a little bit later on, but that is not actually used in the recipe. So with that, why don't we actually go into the kitchen now, and uh, before we get started with that, Tori, did you have any comments you would like to make? 
I will point out that, as I do say in what we're going to show you, there are substitutes if you cannot get hold of molasses. Um, so um, there are options, and also you can obviously replace your butter and eggs with alternatives if you do not eat those for any reason, including allergy-based reasons. All right. I will create pauses for questions in this thing, though it was uh, kind of recorded all as one. So we'll just see how this thing goes. And so with that, let's get off my lazy butt and go into the kitchen. Oh, I just have to press a button. So the first thing we're going to need is one and a half sticks melted butter. And I'm going to get out a stick of butter and another partially used stick that's mostly more than it's more than a half and uh, i've got a bowl here you can of course use a pan to melt the butter if you want but this is one of those few things that even i will stoop to using the microwave for because it's quicker and it's the same anyway at least i think it is i don't know i, I do worry about what radioactive uh, chemicals I might be exposing myself to, but then again, it's too late for that. Disregarding butter would be minimal. I, I think so too. So the next thing I'm going to do is just cut off some of this stick that I don't need and we'll call this other part half. Sticks of butter are very easy to work with for baking when uh, you don't need them softened. And I just used a butter knife. And now we're going to put this in the microwave let it cook for about a minute it might need more time it might need less time this is butter that's just been out of the fridge so we will see and it's uh, very interesting the last time i did a recipe for you all i was right here once again melting the butter first thing so I don't think that's a fluke though, because we're doing recipes from Joanne Fluke. So obviously she. It is a fluke, just not, a, not a, just a different kind of fluke. Exactly. So obviously she has a preference for melted butter recipes. I probably could use the mixing bowl for this and see if it would fit in the microwave. I've. It would save a step. On the other hand, it, well, it might work. Uh, I'd have to deal with a hot mixing bowl, though, and that could be problematic. But this butter I is wouldn't. melted nicely. You wouldn't? Okay. Well, if Tori wouldn't, that's good enough for me. So I'm going to pour that bowl into the mixing bowl. There's no errors here because well, the mixing bowl is much bigger than the uh, butter melting bowl. So it was just very easy to center the smaller bowl into that. Next, we're going to need a cup of brown sugar, and it actually tells us to pack it down. I know that uh, this question has come up before, but this recipe is very specific about what we are to do. So I'm going to, for once, do as I'm told. And uh, really? who knew, right? I know. Mark it on the calendar, people. Exactly. 
The one way you can get me to do as I'm told is I'm following a recipe. But that's fine because we're going to, obviously it's going to use a lot of brown sugar since we are packing it. So I've got my brown sugar stored in a Ziploc bag here within a bag just because I could not get the other bag the way I opened it last time did not properly seal. I'm going to do this over the mixing bowl so I'm taking the bag out the Ziploc and we're just going to pour into the bowl the brown sugar package. Of course, it's very different than your white sugar package. It's plastic, whereas your white sugar is paper. Okay, I want to make sure that we get all this in here. I'm packing it. This is weird because I don't even pack a suitcase. Well, actually, I do pack a suitcase, but I, I feel like Kevin from Home Alone. I don't know if any of you have seen that or not, and I guess it's now an old movie, which is really depressing because oh, we got it for is, Christmas yeah. when... Eight, I, I, yeah, eighth birthday, and I remember it like it was yesterday. So it's a great movie, though. If you want me, it is. And uh, I don't know which one I like better, though, it or Home Alone Two. Home Alone Two, in some respects, oh, is a better Alone movie, but I have no great. Uh, you think first so? One's better. Yeah. All right. Definitely first one. I mean, the second one is good, <laughs> you know, everything, but no, first one's better. We will have time later on to hear your opinions about which Home Alone movie is better. Just as long as you say it's Home Alone 2, then you're no, just kidding. I will no, say for the record, I have one. not watched... Oh, they do? No, they have to say yes. it's 2. Okay, for the record, I've not watched any of the uh, following ones after 2, but... You're not missing much. I've that's seen what three I hear, that's why I've never four. bothered watching them. Yeah. I've seen 3 and 4, and yeah, they're okay, I guess. But no, just stick with one and two, you're fine. Good idea. Well, folks, you know you've tuned into Herbie's Cooking Corner when you come onto the call late. And instead of actually hearing about food, you're hearing about Home Alone movies. But you know what? Well, if you happen to be in a situation... We are. And I was just going to say, though, maybe we could have a call of that similar situation like Kevin, you know, where they suddenly got left alone in their own home. Well, if Kevin had had today's technology, he could have come on these cooking calls and learned how to cook more than just a microwavable dinners of macaroni and cheese. So let's see if I have to do anything with all this before I actually add in the rest of the stuff. Alright, so the first thing I've got to do is melt the butter and mix in the sugar and let it cool to room temperature. Let us Which with how long we were talking is probably already done. <laughs> yeah, but we may as well stir it anyway. So, yeah, the, the butter is definitely kind of cooled down. I can just tell with how it feels with a spoon. But we are letting it uh, stir. And... Uh, Since this is a cooking corner, you know, writing works wonders likes to interview authors. We should uh, interview Joanne Fluke on Herbie's Cooking Corner and uh, say, we've done a couple of your recipes. Uh, we could try. Yeah. I just, I, I need to get an agent that, or something. Okay, so I can just tell by touching it with the spoon that it's stirred. It doesn't seem like there's any clumps. I'm actually, I take that back. I think there's one. So... You're going to be mixing it into other stuff is... after, so as long as there's not exactly. big lumps, you should be fine. No, nope, there are no big lumps. 
All right, so now that we've done that, let's take a look at the rest of our stuff. What we need now is a large beaten egg, and that we're gonna do in a separate bowl, I think. So that way we can make sure it's beaten when it goes into the mixture. But this is where a good idea with recipes to sometimes look at all the instructions before we do anything else. So we do need to mix, mix in everything. I'm gonna save the egg for last just because I can deal with all the dry ingredients first and then come back to the egg. And before we go on with uh, all that, I will pause here and see if we have any questions so far. I don't see anything so far. All right. And how I about got over... nothing on Clubhouse? Excellent. Very good. Then we will continue rolling right along. And it's one less bowl to worry about. And then everything else later. So what we need now is four tablespoons molasses, which is a fourth cup. For this, I did get a jar of molasses. And... Where did you go? That is not my jar of molasses. This is my jar of molasses. Actually, I wonder if that one... That, oh, I should have looked. Maybe I do have two molasses jars. Oh, well. So, we need a fourth cup of molasses. So, you are no doubt wondering, well, Herb, how do you know it's a jar of molasses? This jar, it does have kind of a distinct feel to it. It is tall and thin and it has little indentations at the bottom. I can also scan it, of course, with my barcode scanner. And if I am completely unsure, but opening it and smelling it will be sufficient enough for me. Now, these measuring cups got stuff on them. Lovely, okay, can I find my other set for the one fourth cup real quick? Otherwise, we'll just have to wash the dishes, something like and there is an option if you can't get hold of molasses. You can always substitute with either golden syrup, treacle, or maple syrup or honey. Huh, very good. I should have saved myself an expense and just use the maple syrup that I have too much of right now. But that's okay. We're going well, to molasses get this is the best option. Off. If you can get hold of it, molasses is the best option. But it's hard to get over here. So in order of preference, it would be molasses, treacle, golden syrup, Maple syrup or honey. All right, and, no, that's something uh, I've never looked at. Can we get a hold of treacle over here? But uh, <clears throat> well, we have trouble getting hold of molasses, and you have trouble getting hold of treacle. So since I had a load of golden syrup at home, it's not very different to treacle. I knew I wouldn't be able to get molasses, and I don't use treacle very often. I just opted for the golden syrup for mine. All right. So this molasses is kind of like a very thick, gooey substance. We're going to pour it out of the jar and into the bowl. This stuff wants to stick to the cup, so I'm just kind of uh, beating the side of the bowl here with the cup. And because I can't be sure if it's all come out and I want to make sure it gets the full fourth cup, I'm just going to add in a little bit extra. And with how much this stuff sticks, very good. Okay, do I need to store this stuff in the fridge once I'm done? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so, actually. Okay. I know that treacle I, I and make... um, gum syrup you don't. Right. 
Then we will assume for now I don't have to. I know I definitely uh, got in trouble last time on the uh, call for uh, storing my uh, uh, baking soda in the fridge, but we will make sure this jar has its excess molasses wiped off. <clears throat> and I'm just running it under the sink. Alright, I'm going to put the jar where I can easily find it and I need to see if I have more molasses than I know what to do with. Which, if that's the case, then I guess I need to make some more ginger cookies outside of this call. I'm pretty sure that you won't have any complaints from Chanel on that one. I'm sure I will not. So now we need two teaspoons baking soda, half teaspoon salt, and ground ginger. Let's start with the... Um, you know what, we'll start with the ground ginger just because I can. It's right here. I am not even going to be precise with the measurement because... I won't you know either. What? I mean, you can't have too much ginger in ginger cookies. Exactly. So the ginger is kind of like a very powdery substance. And here we're just pouring some out of the bottle. And, you know, these are meant to be ginger cookies. So guess what? You're getting ginger cookies and... One less measuring thing I have to get out, and there's only a little bit left in this bottle anyway. There we go. I thought I had a brand well, new there bottle was. of ground ginger as well, but <laughs> there was. So that takes care of that. I've seen ginger come in several different types of containers. You can't easily tell sometimes by the bottle, so you may want to scan it. Sense of smell can be a tricky because there are several spices that do smell similar to ginger. Next, we're going to do salt and then baking soda. So I'm just going to find my salt. There we go. This common uh, table salt. Salt comes in various forms. You can have it in like the box for measuring. I have a little salt shaker thing that I'm just going to pour out of and add in a tiny bit of salt that way. You don't want too much. You want just enough because the idea is for the dough to really firm up. Then next we're going to deal with the baking soda. I never did leave it out the fridge, but uh, that's okay. I'm it's your baking soda. Get is it is it is and um i think we need two teaspoons baking soda so yep. let us see about the teaspoon i'm a little teaspoon short and stout and here we go i've got to be my teapot. teaspoon it has it oh 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 <laughs> funny how i get that stuff mixed up okay oh, so the baking both. soda yep there is Either way, what we are going to do now is get the baking soda out of the fridge, which I've done. The teaspoon, I know it's a one and it's a teaspoon just by the size of it. It's smaller than a tablespoon and bigger than some of the other measuring spoons. That if you have braille labels on them, we'll have one fourth. But normal, if you have a standard for measuring spoon set, it's going to go tablespoon, teaspoon, half teaspoon, fourth teaspoon. So that's how you can always tell the difference if you don't have any labeling or anything like that, is put them stacked and they will go in that order. Tablespoon, teaspoon, half teaspoon, quarter teaspoon. 
the baking soda comes in a rectangular box. I can fit my teaspoon in there very easily and scoop it out. And we will have two of that stuff. Then the last thing we need to worry about is our beaten egg. And to do that, we definitely do want the fridge. And I'm going to get out a carton of eggs. Have you done your flour? Set them somewhere. I think we add in the flour last. So let's see if I look at the instructions. It's okay, here, just you said the last which, thing. So that's why I was. Oh, sorry. Good. So the last thing for now. Okay, just checking. Yeah, it says add in the flour in one cup increments. So what we're going to do, mix in the egg, salt, molasses, ginger, all the stuff we've been adding in and until it's incorporated. So we're going to get us a bowl. I know I have a bowl for this purpose. All right, we'll use this bowl instead. Not my favorite, but for what we need it for, that will be fine. Now, I'm currently out of forks at the moment, so we'll just use a wire whisk. And I'm going to move this out the way so I have a little bit more room to work with. Okay, so I just need the one egg. I'm going to... Now, how can you tell if it's a large egg or a medium egg? You really can't, so I tell you what, we'll just play it safe and do two of these eggs and call it good. They're supposed to be large eggs, but these kind of feel... They're supposed to be large tiny. eggs, and one's probably enough. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess this, yeah, it, it's kind of hard to tell with these, so... It's hard right. to tell with eggs, but if, if the carton says they're large eggs, then just go with one of them. All right. <laughs> so I'm just going to whisk. This is very easy to do. You can also just use a fork. You don't have to use a wire whisk if you don't want to. And we're just mixing it together. If you're dealing with two eggs, then... You'll have a little bit of extra whisking to do um, because this is going to, what's really interesting is um, we're not uh, putting them in water here. And how do you whisk? Well, just kind of use a circular motion with your wire whisk or fork and just kind of go round and round. You don't want to spin so much as an actual circular motion. Then we can put the wire whisk in the sink, pour this in the bowl. And get all that out the way. And then we're going to stir all this before adding in the flour. And then what we're going to do after this is we're going to add in our flour and we're going to let the dough chill for at least an hour. And 
Well, we thought originally about, can we do this on the call? Well, actually, I didn't. But uh, the answer is no. No, what you actually no. thought is if we try to do that on the... What you actually thought is if I try to do that on the call, I'll have to get up really early um, so that I'm um, ready to do it um, early and cut into ACB Presents, and we don't want to do that. No, we do not. Uh, could be a very big problem since Tori has to actually kind of be there. So, we will let the dough sit for 24 hours in our case, and we will actually be baking it live. So that is the plan there. Alright, so it says to add the cup uh, flour into one... Uh, Thing measurements. First of all, it would help to put the eggs away so we can take out the flour and have room for it. And we want the eggs back in the fridge anyway. And let's see, I need to look into how much flour we need to add in. Really, foam? Are you going to be that way? Okay. Yes, it is. It is, but that's okay. There we go. So we need two and a quarter cups flour. So I'm uh, going to get out my flour container. I and before I get out my flour container, why don't we see if we have any questions? We actually do. We have Dexter first. Dexter. Hello, Dexter. Oh, well, it's not a question. You were asking about whether or not molasses needs put into the fridge after it's opened. The answer is no. Okay. I, so I, was uh, right. I use a large bottle because I like making soft molasses cookies. And basically, the bottle lasts till about a year typically and and yeah there's no problems you don't have to refrigerate it by the way though just as a uh comedy note for you you know what the speed of molasses in january is go on and tell us approximately 25 miles per hour <laughs> and and that comes from the molasses flood of Boston in the, uh, I think it was in the 19, let's see, 1913, something like that. It was in the early 1900s. There was a large um, storage tank of 2 million gallons up on a hill and it exploded and sent a wall 15 feet high of molasses down through the streets of Boston. And everyone was in a sticky situation. Definitely. Oh boy, Tori, 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 that is just... I couldn't resist, I'm sorry. You could, you could, you just didn't try, that's all. Um, you know, poor Boston, though, they get their tea parties, they get their molasses floods. I mean, I guess if you mix the tea and molasses. Hmm. You'll have very sweet tea. I think it would be even too sweet for me. Wow. Okay. 
I I knew that was possible, though. So, uh, did I say that? Oh, dear. Anyway, thank you, Dexter. I, yes. And I, I thought that was the case, but thank you for confirming it. Yeah, thanks for um, helping Tori's ego there. Not No, because now she'll use it against me. I know. Janelle, yeah. next time you're walking past this room, can you throw a pillow at him for me, please? Thank you. You All right, have, who's next? You do have another hand base, and it happens to be Miss Angela, Angela Vader. All right, wait a minute. Hello, Good morning. She, she, she morning. just got out-joked by somebody else here. I don't know how she's going to react to that. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> so I have a question. I'm going to be using um, fresh ginger. Now, is the measurement going to be different for fresh ginger or the same? Uh, once you've like uh, used the chopped up the fresh fresh ginger and everything, um, you want to end up with the equivalent of the ground ginger. But because of the fact that it's to taste, really, right. I mean, even though they specify the amount, really, you can do it to taste. So, if you want it very gingery, then you'd use more than if you don't. So, okay. It really, you can use as much ginger or as little as you want. It's just that for them to be the ginger cookies, there has to be some in there. Okay, totally understand. Also, I have a um, a little hack, a kitchen hack. <clears throat> if you are measuring out anything like molasses or syrup or anything thick that will stick to the sides of your cup, if you'll just take like your Pam spray or avocado spray, whatever type of spray you have, and lightly spray it, It'll come right out of your cup for you. Thanks for that. You're welcome. And thank you. You're welcome. All right. All right. I don't know what I think about the idea of avocado spray for uh, baking purposes, but... uh, Just use Pam. You usually do poor Pam. Poor Pam. Being used all the time. Yes. Well, you know, I, but I also like my coffee too. So wait a minute. Are we talking about the same thing here now? All right. Moving on. Do we have any other hands? Yes. Oh. Let's, I was going to yes, ask. Yes, we that. do. All uh, right. We have, um, we have, uh, we have Elizabeth. Elizabeth. All right. After Elizabeth, then we'll check on Clubhouse. Hey there. Um, could you tell us where the recipe came from so we can get a copy or how to subscribe so we can get a copy because I came in late and I, I don't know the instructions. The, I, I see the ingredients. The recipe came from Joanna Fluke, which you can actually get a copy on Bookshare and a few other places of her recipe book. What is um, it? It's um, from her Hannah Swenson mystery series. Uh, and the book is called Hannah Swenson something or other? Um, I don't remember the exact name of the recipe book and do not have it in front of me. How do you spell fluke, please? Uh, like I said, I don't have it in front of me. Um, uh, but if you search for um, chocolate chip cookie murder, that is ah. the name of the first mystery in the series. Okay. So if you ch- search for that, uh-huh. then you can find her name. Right. And then from that, you can find her recipe book. That's perfect. Oh, good. And um, I also did create a Dropbox folder, and I'll send you the link for it, to Liz, because I thanks. do have your email. But yeah. it's I basically now created a folder that contains 
a lot of the recipes that I've used strictly in text form. This is just Got the it. text recipes. Got it. And I'm going to really go back through and add in more of those. They will not include some things. So like, for instance, I did a call on steak and potatoes. There's no recipe for no, that, so you won't no, find I, I that. No, I got it. I got that in there. But um, I know you do. But I, I, I'm just clarifying from everybody. I understand. I understand. Thank you. So, that that's really good. I would have been here earlier, but I've got people helping well, me do okay. stuff. Well, that's okay. That's okay. You're here now. You're doing great. This isn't great this job. isn't class. We 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 do I know, not I know. judge. We do I, not take attendance, so you're but fine. These are lovely. Tori, have you made these? I'm in the process of doing so. Ah, this is and, the first time we've all made them. And, cool. and, and just so yes. everybody knows, I mean, it's not that I don't care about whether people are here or not. I do, but I have my alerts completely disabled. So I am not keeping track of when you come, when you go. Because, no, that's my job. Yeah, that's Tori's job. I find it just too distracting. So I got it. No, yes, but I, I'm I, too nosy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll let Tori do that, and she'll tell me. She can tell me afterwards. But during the call, at least, I don't know. So. I'm muting. All right. Let's <laughs> go over to Clubhouse. Do we have anybody? I've lost Clubhouse. I'm trying to get it back. Uh oh. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on. All right. Well, uh, there is a song uh, written for the situation. It's called "Oh Where Oh Where Has My Clubhouse Gone? Oh, where Oh Where Can It Be?" Um, shall we, while we're waiting for Brad to get Clubhouse back, see if Tom has any more hands? Oh, shall we? Shall we? You really would rather? Okay, I, I get we should. All right, anyway. Tom, do we have anybody? Well, we don't seem to have anybody over here. All right, well, either they've all ran away or we've done a good job of explaining ourselves. So we've got one. At least the second one. Yes. So. Um, what we'll do then, Brad, did you get Clubhouse back or are you still working on it? I'm working on it. It just disappeared. I was sitting here listening and then you started to ask for their That's been happening lately. I was, was feel, and I was really made interesting. to feel really, really better, actually, because I am so relieved this is happening to other people because I was starting to think I broke something. And what's really interesting is that Brad is using Club Deck, not even the Clubhouse app. So exactly. So it definitely it. wasn't my fault. So there. Yeah. No, it was not. I, 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 I knew it wasn't your fault to the Tory and Brad, you don't need to feel bad afterward also. So um, there, hope everybody feels good now. You guys. Yeah, it, it was, it was somebody else that that was, that, that my comment was aimed at. But anyway, yeah, let's, let's, you know, let's well, so we're going to hear about the flower the and then that, Guys, we've got a treat for you because Chanel actually asked me about uh, doing the dough making part. So we're going to be hearing from her in a little bit too. But uh, let's go back to yesterday. I already have the container with flour in it. But if you do not, then yours will come in the flimsy paper bag. That uh, That's why I put it in a container. Okay, do I have... My yeah, once you see that paper bag, you'll measure. see exactly why he puts it in a container. Yep. Actually, for this, my two-cup measuring cup is going to work against me. I'm going to use my one-cup measuring cup. Yeah. You know, you, you have to wonder, with things like flour, if they put blind people in charge of the packaging, you know, would this world be different? That, that 
more of the stuff will be labeled anyway. Uh, th that is true, yes. It's nothing else. Yeah. Flour and sugar can be a little bit tricky to tell apart, but uh, sugar is going to have a different feel to it within the package than the flour will. It's going to be more granular, whereas flour is more softer. And we're going to now scoop from the container our first cup of flour. It does not say whether it should be packed or not, but we're going to and we're going to pour that in and I'm having to pound the cup to get it out and then it says to stir. So I'm going to let this cup rest in the flour container and do the first part of the stirring so that way it's out the way. And anyway, there's another reason for us not doing this live. You'd have to miss all of the coffee catch. Mm-hmm. You, you cannot do that. do that. But I tell you, you know, the thing I really love about this being pre-recorded, they can't ask us questions right now unless we actually stop at some point and let them do that. But... Uh, can you imagine what is it like to cook uninterrupted and no i'm just kidding mm. we love you guys <laughs> <laughs> why are we laughing no all right moving okay, on like a little bit more flour moving on moving on flour cup number two and um, I guess what we're going to expect is this dough to get uh, harder and stiffer and all that uh, good stuff as we go along. Once you get it mixed well, it'll kind of uh, be a bit stiffer, but still kind of slightly softish dough at this point. Yep. The fun part is going to be tomorrow when... Uh, we actually put this together. Okay. And I see what they mean by making sure you don't have flour on the sides of the bowl. All right. Last is a fourth cup of flour. Which I'm going to wash out that fourth cup that I just used earlier. We're gonna make sure it's dry. And what's the flour just gonna stick to it? Exactly. So unfortunately, sometimes it, it can come in handy if you have two sets of measuring cups because you can always, you can either reuse them or have two and then, you know, not have to worry about washing and drying. It's a matter of what works best for you. That's one so way where I'm the way we do it, where we do measurements kind of helps where we weigh stuff instead of mm -hmm. doing cups and stuff because you don't need the measuring cups. You just put whatever you're putting the stuff into in uh, onto the scales. So 
Well, you could also... Yeah, I could see where that would uh, definitely be a major advantage. What you could also do... I weighed out my different stuff before we got started, so I was able to just add stuff as I was um, going with everything measured out in um, bowls and stuff. Which, yes, it does make the extra bowls to wash, but you've got the cups to wash anyway, so... What you can also do too... It evens out. All right. It does. What you can also do too is take and get but your... But I get to wait yeah, until I'm done to wash my dishes. We will take questions in a minute. Could you please mute and wait and raise your hand? Thank you. All right. So now we have us a stiff dough here. So what we're going to do now is put her in the fridge. This one is going to chill overnight. If you're making this, you only have to let it chill for one hour, but it says, actually does say in the recipe, 24 hours for best results. So. Yep. It says at least one hour. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm getting all the excess off the spoon into the bowl. Now, it really didn't say covered or not covered, did it? I didn't cover mine. Oh, it didn't I'm say cover mine either. It didn't say either way, but normally when I put um, dough or pastry or something in the fridge to, uh, uh, for a bit, I tend to not bother covering it. So, yep. Okay, so I'm just going to use my fingers to kind of make sure it's all nice and flat. Now we're going to go to our fridge and find room for it to sit. And this can, of course, always be the tricky part of uh, any recipe making. There's clearing out your fridge, but... If you are good at rearranging, before you start something. Yeah, it's always a good idea. I, I've I've heard of that idea before, where uh, you do things ahead of time and all that. Okay. So now that we've done that, I've got my um stuff sitting where I need it. I'm going to... Whoa. Okay. Got that rearranged and very good. Now it's sitting in the fridge. I'm going to close the door and we will let it sit for 24 hours and I'm going to put the flour away. And with that we are now back with you live once again. And, um, Pat, thanks for scaring me for a minute. I first thought that uh, you had somehow gotten into our recording, which um, would have been pretty impressive. But, uh, no, you were just uh, talking uh, live. So, um, very interesting how that works. All right. Do we have any questions? <laughs> Do we have questions, any comments, complaints? Well, actually, preferably just questions and comments, but 
Yes. I think I'm on mute now. Pat does have his hand raised. Okay, go ahead, Pat. Okay, what I was going to say, and I'll lower my hand too while I'm at it. Um, The moderator will take care of that. The host can take care of that. Don't worry about it. I got it. But there's two ways you could do it. Um, You can basically, you can supplement for certain things depending on whether you're like a vegan or something like that. You could supplement um, the flour with with, um, something other than the flour. Yes, if you... Well, not necessarily if you're a vegan because vegans can generally well, you know have flour. But if you have a gluten problem and can't have flour, then yes, you could use um, either ground oats or you could use a gluten-free right. type of fi- flour. Or, um, right. Yeah. right, that's what yes, I was going right. to say. That's, that's one way, you know, depending on uh, what your how you dietary restrictions yes right 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 but that's that's this is where we have our tori's tips segment and uh, she has actually been going over the various alternatives and undoubtedly she will talk a lot about a few more as well maybe so and that's making me hungry (laughs) very good all right thank you pat who else (laughs) We don't have and any more at this time. Brad, did you get Clubhouse right. back? And do you have any hands over there? No, I keep getting a message. About, is Clubhouse down? Question mark. So, okay. Oh, lovely. I closed it well, and reopened I'm, it. Now I'm trying to find the room. Uh, you'll probably, if uh, you may have to actually completely recreate the room. And okay, um, if you're unable to do that, um, try contacting Belinda, but uh, okay, we do apologize for that nightmare. And um, with that, I'm going to take care of the next part of this dough making thing. So I have taken it out my fridge. I had it out for a while so that way it could get to room temperature and be easy enough to work with. I am now going to line this with parchment paper. It actually says to just grease the cookie sheet, but then it also tells us to cool the cookies on a wire rack. I don't really have a wire rack for cooling, so I'm just going to use the parchment paper instead, which it said will help the cookies last longer on the sheet without getting too crispy, which is interesting. The parchment paper comes in a box that has a perforated edge, so you can just kind of tear it off to the side and we need a small bowl now and a half cup of white sugar got out the small bowl i need the half cup there is my measuring cup set and I've got the oven preheated. It says bake for 10 to 12 minutes at 375. But uh, we're going to do this. So I'm going to scoop out the sugar. I have that in a container as well. And it looks like it's going to need some filling soon. Okay. But uh, we're going to get up a generous half cup. 
And one thing I forgot to really talk about was how... Oh, crap. Stuff is spilling all over here. Um, that's just one of the hazards of cooking, though. And uh, we can do the cleanup later. One of the things I forgot to talk about was how I packed the brown sugar earlier, because I mentioned that. And how you do it is just once you pour it into the uh, cup, measuring cup or whatever, it's a simple matter of just pressing it down so that way it is firm and you can add in more afterwards. So that is how you pack brown sugar. And this is going to be fun because the counter I would normally use is currently a mess from breakfast and I have not had the time to clean it up. So we're going to use a different counter instead, which is a little bit uh, less roomy, but will work. And I'm putting the lid back on the sugar. And what we have to do here is roll the dough in walnut sized things and then flatten it with a metal spatula. So Chanel, if you want to come oh, your deal fingers. with the... Uh, what? You don't have to use a metal spatula to flatten it. You can just yeah, flatten just it with my hands. hand a little bit. Yeah. So much I easier. I I don't even know if I'm going to want to bake in this mess, but I will give it a try. <laughs> and, um, because you mess is your middle name. <laughs> okay. I'm actually trying to make it a little less. You Your words are kind of breaking off, Herbie. Or is everybody hearing what he's saying? Uh, yeah, actually, Chanel's right. From our point of view over here, um, we're hearing snippets of words. Okay. Same way over here. It's like it's all called woke up or something. Yeah. Okay, so you I thought for a minute now. somebody else was unmuted and we were hearing that. All right. Well, Okay. We're having snippets. I don't know why at the moment. We will but we're now having to... real words, so yay. Okay, yeah, that's good. So what happened was uh, somebody was unmuted, and um, their name, well, we won't go into names, but they happened to be in the same house, and that was creating snippets. Oh, I see. Okay. So if uh, you want to come into the uh, kitchen... Muted or unmuted? You can be unmuted for us. I don't have you to. Basically, I think it'll be best if one of you mutes and the other one doesn't. So right now, I'm kind of going away from the kitchen, so hopefully I'm not snippish. Yeah, okay. Um, and what exactly am I supposed to do here? Get little well, balls the of, and roll them in the sugar. <laughs> okay. So to the left of the cookie sheet, you should see the two bowls, the sugar and 
big bowl of cookie dough. And so, yeah, you're going to... And I'm going to have to lock my phone so I can put it under my arm yeah. so I can... Yeah, that's talk. fine. All right. And so I'm going to be unmuted. All right. So what was that? So Just small balls and then... Small balls and then roll it in the, in the sugar and then put it on the cookie sheet, press it down just a little so it flattens a bit. And then there you go. Yeah, I don't know if this is too big. Okay. And where is the sugar? Oh, it's oh, in a I small bowl right it. in front. Ooh, okay. It's in a tiny, no wonder it's making a mess. You've got it in the tiniest little bowl. And That's fine. It should be fine. should be fine. Filled bowl. But and make, make, sure you, make sure you space your cookies out a bit on the sheet so, they, yeah, so that when yeah. they expand slightly when they cook, they're not going to become a cookie sheet, literally. Yeah, really. Okay. Unfortunately, we're dripping sugar onto the sheet as well, but oh, that's, know, I guess that's that doesn't okay. matter. Just if you smell something burning when your cookies have only just been in there for a minute or two, that will be what it is. And if it makes you feel any well, better, I did, I did the same thing. Herbie, you'll have to be the one to smell since I kind of have no sense of smell. Um, uh, it was him I was telling. Was okay. It was, cool. uh, yeah. So... It's fine. Yeah, I'm probably making these a bit bigger than walnut, but I don't know. They're both, they, they fit just in the make them rough hands. So make them roughly evenly sized. That's the important thing. This is yeah. where this is this is why you know I don't like to consider myself an expert baker because yeah, it is the precise measurements can be very. Oh, except that one, I forgot to put in the sugar. Okay, see, I'm taking forever doing this, and that's I. You're fine. Take, forever mm-hmm. and so that way um but i do well, kind of have a joke about being home alone and cooking <laughs> go ahead <laughs> yeah yesterday i was home alone and i didn't burn the house down baking cookies yay. so yay <laughs> <laughs> yeah i made um they were already the store-bought cookie dough but i you know did everything myself including putting them in the oven and not that i haven't put stuff in the oven but it's just been a long time so yeah it was fun Ooh. Awesome. And I'm glad you enjoyed doing it too. Yep. Yeah. So I'm just trying to make these, I'm trying to put them on the sheets. I'm trying to use that two inch kind of um, technique or where you put, you know, stick like three fingers in between the cookies or maybe it's only two. Let me see. And then, you know, you know, if the fingers don't touch or if you don't touch the cookies on either sides of your finger, then you know that they're spaced out enough. If the, it just barely touches your finger. So um, that's well, what that, I that, that, That's do. such a good method that even Tori's dogs are excited. So Yeah. They just okay. want some of the cookies. Um, yep. Yeah. So I actually have any. about three fingers here. So they're kind of like, um, it's hard to, I don't, one thing that really frustrates me is that the paper never comes out even and it never covers the entire edges of the sheet and so i'm just trying to work around that i tend to get a little bit anal or a little i know it is but i herbie wants descriptions of everything so yeah you know maybe that's not helpful but and if it makes you feel better about the timing thing I started sorting mine when the call started so that I could make mm. sure I was going to be done before my dad did. And I almost knocked the sugar off the because there's what there's not that much space here. So you I've only just finished flying. doing mine. And okay. I started it when the call started. So And yes, we do want the description. So there's I didn't really talk much about the cookie sheets. So 
I did a little bit, but I want to go back real quick and then we will take some questions. So it actually says to spray the cookie sheets. But one thing I've learned from other cooking calls is that parchment paper works a lot better. And so I've started using that method. I should also look into the silicone mats that can just fit into the cookie. That would be a lot easier. I I must admit I'm a little nervous about things that say they exactly fit because they don't have my actual cookie sheets. Yes, but which are weird. if it comes to it, if you make sure you've got a couple of them though, if it comes to it, you can overlap them if they're too small. I would much right. rather deal with mats than parchment. I love parchment paper. I think it's the best invention since whatever. But because you know, yes, things don't stick to the sheet, and they even if they stick to the, each other, it's easier to pull them apart on the parchment paper than it is on the sheet. So, yeah, I think and that's why, even though great. it is, and that's why even though it is annoying to deal with the parchment paper. I chose that over just greasing the cookie sheet. Like I know, but now that my hands are so powdery, it's hard to tell if I've got enough parchment paper on the edge. So I'm not actually sticking the cookies directly on the sheet. It'll be easier with the second row, but I'm just saying. Um, yes. It. But these are frustrations that people are going to deal with, especially if you're not used I to. I know, but oh, we want to hear about like them. them. It's fine. I never so like them. So even if I was to get used to them, I'd still find them frustrations. So. Well, that's fine. I'm just saying that, you know, what, I think we, yes. we all find them frustrating. You know, you're fine. Yeah. All right. Why don't we see if we have any questions? Oops. Oh no. The sugar, everything's going flying because I don't like working with things on edges. Yes, I know. <sighs> all right. Um, but I did try to give you enough room that you might be able to push the cookie sheet back a little bit more. All right. Uh, do we have any questions? Yes, we have Abram. Go ahead, Abram. Um, about how big is a walnut size uh, ball? Um, do you know how how what do you know with regards to ball sizes? Like, do you know how big a baseball is? Um, a could you maybe compare it to a uh, um, a tablespoon? I'd say uh, it's more like a teaspoon, is or not a teaspoon. Maybe like, maybe it is more. Like yeah, two I teaspoons think, or actually, I think yeah, a, ta a tablespoon. If you were to put uh, like have a tablespoon full and roll it into a bowl, maybe that or a tiny bit smaller. So like okay. somewhere between two and three teaspoons, kind of equivalent. So so if you had okay. like a yeah, a table tablespoon would be close enough. I think. Okay. Thanks. I should get, you know, I should get walnut, wrap cookie dough around it and have a walnut cookie, but at least it'll be the size of a walnut to be a tiny bit bigger. But uh, Well, the good thing is that they're just saying that for an approximate measurement um, for you to know, make them kind of even size. So as long as you've got cookies that are around the same kind of size scale as each other, give or take, you're fine. Now, one recommendation I do have, though, is that you do not make these in the form of the shape of a gingerbread man. I heard a story <laughs> once about a gingerbread man that came out of the oven and he's like, you can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man. And he ran away, ran away just to get eaten by a fox when he decided it would be a good idea to take. Yeah. The and why do you want the fox to eat nose. your cookies? Yeah. You don't want the fox. Exactly. To eat your 
Exactly. That's what we're. That's the moral of the story: is we don't want the fox to eat your cookies. Uh, not that you know. Um, yeah, that's what we got from that. <laughs> that's what you. All right. Not that you want your cookie. Don't want your cookies to run away. Or you, you don't feel bad for the fact that he got eaten by a fox. I mean himself. Uh, no. No. Okay. I feel bad because I didn't get to eat him. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, anyway, on that note... But, I mean, the fox has to eat too, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. But it should, uh, what does the fox actually eat, aside from the stealing fox is hens? supposed to be eating. Uh, it's supposed to be eating meat, so I don't think the fox should have had the cookie because of the fact Probably. that the fox no. isn't supposed to have the cookie. But so. the, 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 author, the, the author neatly leaves out that part. What happened to the fox after it ate the uh, gingerbread cookie? And um, I guess the only yeah. way to find out is to feed a fox one and see what happens to it afterwards. Um, most of them just eat the cookie, say thank you very much, and run off, actually. They say uh, we thank have you foxes. very much? Uh, well, yeah. Oh. Mm. Wow. Doing children's stories. Oh, okay. But if you want to know about real foxes, they don't tend to say thank you very much. They just eat the cookie <laughs> and walk off. That's what I thought, but you know, I mean, it's been a long time since I've been in England, but last time I was there, I don't remember encountering any talking foxes, so. Well, you haven't been in Wales, though. I have been in Wales. No, I've been in Wales. Oh, you haven't? No, I have. have? I have. Been to Wales, actually do have family over there, so I've not been to Scotland, And have you been in my part of Wales? That is a very good question, and honestly, I was never good with the Welsh names, so that would be a mother question, and I don't know if she's on here or not. Well, um, uh, were you anywhere near Swansea? I told you I was never good with the Welsh names. I know well, we're probably the easiest one. one. I know that's one of the easiest ones, Herbie. I know it was. That's why I probably I was not near. The, I could have given you the name of some of the villages around here. Let's hear you see some of those. That'll be funny. All right. Do we have any questions? We do. We got three more very interesting. The first All right. one is Diane. Probably for the best. Probably. All right. Do you have any questions? And are they about cookies or fairy tales? Uh, mine's about mine's about something you said a couple minutes ago, Herbie. I'm definitely worried. About. Okay. Um, <laughs> you said something about wrapping cookie dough around a walnut yeah and and i'm i was going to suggest that i think when you're measuring your walnut size um balls that you would look at a walnut in the shell and you know what i'm saying i forgot they had shells okay and um i guess that would be true if you get used to buying them already you know halved or whatever but yeah if you buy fresh ones you know then there is shelf yes i and actually was thinking about that but that is a very good point yes that's and why i'm saying a whole tablespoon for the equivalent of dough yeah you would then not maybe I'm making want to because walnut shells are are bitter um so you would not want to have the walnut in the shell when you wrap it around the, the cookie dough i don't think no you you you, would no, not. You, you you don't want to do that and anyway the walnut wouldn't be properly cooked yeah and right you're probably not making them too small, Chanel, because the cookies are going to expand once they go in the oven. And so, okay, well, just saying, I've only got let's see, two, four, and I'm six, I, I'm I'm the wrong person eight, to ask. So ten. I like I like cooking. I don't. You're doing like great, Herbie. Um, uh, you're doing great, Chanel. Yes. 
Anyway, and next week we're going to be talking about something a lot simpler, coffee and tea, and we're going to have a goddess with us. She's been on the show once before. She's the coffee and- goddess. Yes. Uh, Kayla La. So and the crafty a- goddess, right? Yeah. Yep. yeah. She's so special that she has two laws at the end of her name and her last name just happens to be Alan, but she's not related. So <laughs> Yeah. Um, Does that also make her a, a three-time goddess? Because you know she shares her last name. No. <laughs> that would imply something. Okay, who have we got next for I questions? Let's get to we our have, just that we were related. We, we got like anyway. I said, we got we got two more and we got less than a half hour. So first up is Derek Derek. Derek, yeah, hi, uh, hi, how are you guys doing? Th- thank you. Uh, question. I, um, I tend to do a lot of cooking and I'm a pretty decent cook, but I hardly ever bake, just never really got to do baking. And so my question is, the way I cook is I throw a bit of this through, through using my instincts and my experience. I know just how much to throw in now. In baking, I know it's very much more pressed. What happens if you were to, instead of using a level teaspoon, use, let's say, a heap teaspoon of something? It depends what it is. I I guess it would also depend what it is. Yeah. You see, with some things, it really doesn't matter, and you can just whatever. Like, for example, when we did the ginger, we were free to add extra if we wanted to. But then there's other stuff where you really have to, uh, if you're going to add extra of one thing, then you need to add extra of something else to compensate. Right, right. So pretty much as long as you're using a level spoon, uh, you, you should be spot on according to whatever recipe you're using. Yeah, Don't... so if you just make sure that you use the same kind of measurement for each one, um, like, for example... If you need a teaspoon of this and a teaspoon of that, just make sure if you've got a heap teaspoon for one, then you've got the same for the other. Got it. Thank you. And then I have one more question on, uh, on like, uh, letting the dough rest. Does it make any difference whether you let the dough rest overnight in the fridge in a brown paper bag or a plastic wrap? Um, actually, you want to just leave it in the mixing bowl. Okay, and then do you cover it or do you, because you don't. I never do. You don't. Nope. This one did not say to cover it. I think it matters, like, if you're dealing with something with yeast, then you would want to probably cover the dough and let it rise that way because the. Not necessarily. Not necessarily? Okay. I was basically trying to work. I'm having a lot harder time keeping these balls in rows. I can, right. you know, the kind of the two inches rule. Oh, right. I did. I, All right. So before, but before we get, so does that answer your question there, Derek? All right. Um, Tori, to answer your question on Wales now, now I, sh- I should have remembered this because we actually we even climbed the base of the mountain. How far away is Swansea from the, uh, Mount Snowdon? Uh, you were further north than me. All right, so there you go. I'm, so, by, the, uh, I'm by the Brecon Beacons. All right. In fact, so much by that I'm in one of the valleys of the Brecon Beacons. All right. Um, so, yeah, I definitely want to say we were, so, okay, we were further north, and at least how north we were, the foxes there that I don't know if we ever encountered or not, uh, they did not talk, so. Maybe you weren't listening. Maybe I wasn't. I would, but at that age, I would have listened, and I would have noticed no, you you're not very good at listening. Wow. Uh, uh, what was that? Just kidding. Nothing. Okay. 
I am pretty sure that if your mom would like to come on here, she would be able to verify <laughs> that you're not very good at listening. And that that was probably Actually, the case. Actually, his when mom you might be complimentary. His wife, on the other hand, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least one of them agreed with me. <laughs> All right. On that note, who have we got next? We got Pat Hansing up next. Pat. Hello, Pat. Hello. So what I was going to ask is for those people who have um, allergic something you know an allergy allergy with like flour or something like that is there a way to use a supplement for something like that or you know what i mean it depends it depends on the extent of your allergy so you can do one when you're making stuff like this you can do one of two things avoid if you, you have to actually avoid the thing you're allergic to you right. can use a substitute and use, like, for example, I, if I want to do a gluten-free option, I will use um, oats rather than flour um, because it gives a similar kind of texture and taste, but without the gluten. Um, but then if it's a mild enough um, issue that, um, you can take something for allergy medication wise and then still be able to eat it and then take your medication and then enjoy your cookie with your, your gluten in it. Okay. Um, another, uh, what I was also going to say too, is there's a way to actually get it to rise. To, uh, there's another way to get it to rise besides putting it in the fridge. You can put it in your, if you've got an oven, put it on low. You, you can, yes, but that's for bread. And the, the reason for putting the dough, the cookie dough in the fridge is not to make it to rise. It's actually to chill it. To ah. make it easier. It's to make it's to chill it to make it easier to work with when you're um, making it into the bowls. Ah, that's true too. Okay. Yep. Yeah, there's a difference between cookie and there's a difference between letting stuff rise versus chilling stuff and so it's a very good it's always a good idea to really pay attention to the recipe as well and find out what it's actually telling you to do um yeah. well, cookies what? One other yep go ahead um what when you're baking them what do you usually put uh, how how high a heat do you usually use it so these um, call for 375. Yeah, these call for 375 and that and that's generally okay. about average for cookie baking. Okay. Thank you. You are welcome. And yeah, Herbie, um I think we are ready to put these messy right. things in the oven and it's I will not come with that. My fingers are sticky. It's not so much fun. I mean, it's kind of fun, but I don't like working in the limited space. So, yeah. This is interesting. I would much rather. Helped. Yes. Um, the question is, am I going to help do the other sets? I don't know. And I'm going to have to go to the bathroom to wash my hands because the sink is way too full. So just all these little things that just kind of like, do I really want to be in the kitchen? No. Um, well, <laughs> yeah. You know, kitchen work is messy work, unfortunately. So I mean, that's how and it it's goes. not so. good in a crowded kitchen where you have everything everywhere. Right. All right. So we're now going to put these in the oven. And I already have the oven preheated and all that good stuff. So I'm going to, first of all, 
open it. And, and I was able to put 15 on the sheet because sheets are a little bit bigger. All right. So I'm going to grab the sheet and just looking at the cookies, by the way, they look very uh, evenly made. In fact, I would have uh, put maybe one or two more cookies on here myself, but uh, you don't I'm want to overcrowd the sheet, though. No, they just look very spaced out to me. But uh, that's a good idea, cookies. right? While Chanel was doing that, I baked mine, and trust me, they expand a lot. Hey Google, set timer for ten minutes. Well, that's why I didn't I haven't done any extra uh, cooking uh, cookie baking there. Uh, any ex extra dough adding or whatever it is you call it. So, but Chanel actually did have them very spaced on the sheet. The uh, parchment paper was just fine. And I had created enough that there was plenty of overhang. And we're going to put the rest of the dough back in the fridge for later. And uh, I think it, it will be fine. And uh, when I have a chance to get some dishes done, we will bake. What about the sugar? Are you putting that in the fridge? Or are you going to just let that be dumped out? I'm going to dump that out. Okay. Yeah. Oh, actually, you could definitely just put that in the fridge too. And then you've got it for when you finish sorting your dough. Save wasting sugar. No, we actually do. Yeah, okay. There's quite a bit left. All right. Yeah, there is. So I was just, yeah. Well, then we'll let it sit inside for room's sake on top of the other cookie dough. And uh, there we go. Okay, so we got a sugar bowl in the fridge. And now it's time for a coffee number two. And um, real quick, guys. Um, okay, I guess I got to fill the reservoir here. We never did hear your, hear your opinions on which Home Alone movie you thought was the uh, better one. So Maybe they haven't seen them. Maybe. Well, then where have they been? Watching Disney Plus, I guess. Go get Disney Plus. You know, guys, you don't, people don't realize how spoiled we are today. Back when I first saw Home Alone, I did not have it in DVS. Well, no, we had to watch it on, on either on the TV or on VCR. Yeah, I know. How primitive, right? I know, right? Um, so had to rewind it when we were done and everything. Oh, I will say now in all fairness, I do prefer videos over DVDs because the one thing I do did not like about DVDs is you never knew if they were going to be accessible or not. So, and um, most of them are not. No. So, um, DVDs, great concept, and not at the same time. Now, compared to digital formats like Disney+, Plus, where you can find Home Alone. And it has audio description. And it, yes, and it does have audio description. So you can then, watch um, Home Alone with audio description as part of your Disney package. And we are not being paid by Disney to advertise, by the way. We just happen to think it's a great service. Exactly. Although if they'd like so, to pay us to advertise, then that would be awesome. Yeah. It, that would be if, if um, you know, there's things we need to buy, like we need to get Tori a Mac, for instance, and I, I wouldn't mind a Mac mini. And uh, there's always cooking stuff to get too. Um, I need silicone and mats. And supplies. I mean, I'm, I might run out of yarn. We can't have that. We're, we're not asking too much, are we? No, of course not. 
I mean, we're just asking a multi-billion dollar corporation to pay us little people to advertise their service so we can, you know, get more people to pay for the service so it'll continue running and we can get things like, you know, yeah. just give us a percentage of if they just give us a percentage of what the people pay, then they get more money because we got the people to pay on the for the subscription. But then we also get money to get the stuff we want. And what does this have to do with cooking? Absolutely yeah. nothing. But there you go. <laughs> exactly. But this is what we do when you know. Um, and real quick, going back to cooking, you know, I did put the stuff in the oven again for new people i need to remember there's people here that may not to know i do not believe in facing the oven sideways i believe in dealing with the oven straight on but uh, i can understand how that can be distracting for low vision people that um whatever but if you're going to some i do not uh, also yeah some low vision people i also do not believe in moving the racks i think it's better to have things in the same place so just some basic techniques if you are uncomfortable with dealing with a hot oven you can always put them in the oven first and then turn on the oven and then just make sure you add to your timer the time you want to add a couple of minutes your oven to, to preheat yep if you're doing it from a cold oven then you want to bake these instead of for the 10 to 12 you want to do 12 to 15. yep and uh, there you go. And then you can just uh, let the oven cool down before you take them out. So you, there are plenty of ways you can cook. And just want to mention that. So I'm just uh, going to mention something is, as well. Yeah, I, I baked mine while Chanel was making her cookies. And I've just tasted one and they're really good. All right. That, that, that's good. And uh, do we have any questions? Did we ever get Clubhouse back? No. Uh, I don't know if Clubhouse is back. Actually, I checked Clubhouse, and it's it's up. Um, he may have lost it on Club Deck. I believe that's what he's working on. I'm not sure about that. But we do have some hand I can't raised. get in it. Okay. It Maybe Club Deck is bad. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Hey, could, I, no. I, was, I, was, I was able to get into Clubhouse with Club Deck a little bit ago, but um, curious to see if the room was up. But we do have and, some hands um, raised. We have uh, all uh, right. We have Abraham is up first. Go ahead, Abraham. All right. Um, I wanted to say uh, for pet uh, refrigerating cookie dough and working with cold cookie dough and putting that in the oven also helps it spread less. So especially if it's a butter rich recipe, like I think this one, it'll spread yes. less. Um, I wanted to ask is. Uh, what kind of ginger is used in this recipe? Is it just the regular powdered kind? Powdered yeah. kind of so, yeah. Yeah. And by ground ginger, we mean ginger that's, uh, you know, uh, grind, grounded up, you know, not ginger that you just throw on the ground and then put it in the thing, you know, because <laughs> that could also be ground ginger. But you can use fresh ginger and cut it up finely yourself if you want to. Um, but it's a lot easier to just use ground ginger. Okay. And, and if um, you use, and if you're purchasing ground ginger, you can always use a brand like McCormick, which is really noted for like high quality, uh, you know, spices. Yes, it's a little bit more. Over there, you can. Over there, yeah, over here. If, if, <laughs> over there. For people in the UK, um, you want to use Schwartz if you can get, um, let's see, um, the, the ginger over here, because um, that's the best brand over here. 
All right. Um, and what else were you going to say? I just wanted to ask when measuring out the molasses, do you uh, grease your spoon with a little oil or something to make it easier? I did not. Hope you um, didn't. Um, but I, I actually um, did when I was doing with my golden syrup, but I didn't think to mention it to Herbie. I should have done so. But it was only when somebody mentioned it earlier that I actually thought about it. I just did it automatically. I do a lot more baking than Herbie, so. Okay. I must admit, I'd never even heard of that. To, I'd never even thought of that concept because, you know, I just, you know, you, you scoop it out. But that is an interesting technique to try for sure. I honestly never heard of that, though. That would make you sense. want it very lightly greased because you don't want it making the yeah. stuff all oily, just enough but so I that it's, the spoon is slippery. It, yep, and that way it'll come out much easier. So, yep. All right. Well, when are we going to get Abraham's cooking call? So, uh, oh no, he's just piggybacking ours. Oh, okay. Um, speaking of piggybacking ours, we're actually going to have somebody. We're going to have another guest in January. I've been asked to. Uh, have a call about making soups so uh, that's going to be coming uh, in January we've got, we've got lots of great stuff um, shall yeah. I tell them what we've got coming up well let's get to our raised hands first and then you can tell them okay well Chanel has her hand raised and just so you know it's uh, we got 10 more minutes it's one past the hour all right Chanel yeah so I just wanted to say one thing I did yesterday um two things i did actually put the the cookies i made in the oven um without it being preheated and so I just added five minutes also when i did take stuff out of the oven i did stand to the side initially just to kind of get the initial heat you know sort of expose myself to that and then i moved to the front you know i had both i had two oven mitts on because i just felt more comfortable with that and i moved to the front and got the sheet out that way um so that's, that's what i did that's what I do, actually. Stand to the side while you open the door, let that blast of heat come out, and then move in front of it to, to line yourself up to take the cookie right. sheet out. Yep. Yes, and even Perfect. I will sometimes do that. I just don't like cold temperatures, so I sometimes don't mind the blast of heat. But uh, Yes, but you're weird. Exactly. Um, and Chanel, how often do you do this type of baking, if I may ask? Why? Do you want to... Okay. Well, never, but I, especially one thing I enjoyed yesterday was I had the kitchen to myself and it was relatively clean after I do me in a messy kitchen, just do not get along. So anyway, some, that was way some, more commentary people, that you wanted, but Google, yeah. some people Stop. only do cooking from time to time when they feel like it, especially when they've got wonderful cooks to do it for them. Exactly. <laughs> No, but the reason why is not to pick on you, but I want to reemphasize that, um, you know, you, just because you see me standing here in the kitchen, do it every week, and you think, oh, he's an expert. He's he knows what he's doing. Um, you know, the these, this expertise is to help people feel motivated to do it themselves, and that is why, uh, Chanel, I was asking that question because I wanted to emphasize that anybody can do this. You don't yeah. have to. And, and actually, yeah. speaking speaking of uh, people being motivated to cook after hearing the cooking calls, um, one of the things yep. we have got coming up is actually on that theme. Because yes. we have, um, I mean, next week we're doing our tea and coffee uh, thing, and then we've got a nice pumpkin pasty recipe for you. But the following week, 
we have Colby Garrison coming to talk about how she, having not done any cooking herself um, really in the past, has been motivated to cook from hearing all these cooking calls on ACB and made a beef stew for herself and her fiance. Yes. Yes. And it was so good that he had seconds. So. Mm-hmm. And um, she has, I don't know if she's actually ever uh, listened to the call so much as just, but she definitely sees all the recipes because it's not just, uh, there's at least, uh, there's been, you know, three. She hears people talking about it though. Yep. And so just being motivated by just the knowledge of the cooking calls and that is just super, super impressive. So um, we really do appreciate that. So we've got that coming up for you in November. All right, Tom, who's next? Yes, sir. Do we have anyone else? No, we don't. We're good right now. Okay, so yes. Um, Tori, what else do you want to tell them about what we've got coming up? Uh, well, also in November, we have um, several other fun recipes, including Kayla returning to do a flan recipe. And Patty coming to talk to us more about online shopping options. And right before Thanksgiving, just in time for you to have it for your Thanksgiving dessert, we will be making pumpkin pie. Yes, indeed. So we've got quite a full schedule. If you've got any requests, I'm always open to them. And by the way, if you want that Dropbox link to the folder, just send an email to acbcooks at gmail.com and ask for the link. It'll, you know, for Herbie's Cooking Corner, it will get forwarded on to me and I will, you know, email you back with the link. I will also post the recipe to the ACB Cooks list, which we now have at um, ACB Cooks plus sign subscribe at acblists.org. That's A-C-B-C-O-O-K-S, plus sign, subscribe at acblists.org. And uh, speaking of cooking, there's plenty of other cooking call opportunities for you to attend, such as It's Electric Tomorrow with Jeannie Johnson at uh, 7, and hope you'll join her for that. I don't know if we we might have in the kitchen with Courtney this weekend. I don't know, but uh, she always has some very delicious things that she likes to make. Officially, we're supposed to be. So hopefully that will be going ahead, depending on the circumstances. Yes, indeed. So, and happening right after this call, well, currently happening right now, as a matter of fact, it's going to, it's uh, the neighborhood coffee clutch where you get to, hang out and socialize with everybody. And uh, today also a um, meet presents. That's gonna be at noon and then the games to play with Lady A. So, I, okay, these cookies did indeed spread out. I told and, you. Yep, you did. Well, see, I do listen. Yeah, it's, I mean, this is starting to become a habit, Herbie. Are you all right? Uh, no, actually, I'm not. But uh, okay, and Chanel, you can come see. But I did get two cookies on the plate for you. All right, thank you. I just, I just want to look at this, my sheet. Oops. 
Yeah, oh, they kind of stuck together a little. Oh, because they really spread out. Some were more spaced than others, but yep. wow, cool. So here are your two cookies. Thank you. Oops. Oops. Um, oh, no. Oh, they're still here. Okay. Hmm. A burnt. Um, I didn't do it. All right, I'll cook them for less time. Hmm. I think they're good. They're a bit hot right now, so I can't. I taste more burnt than anything, but I do taste a little sweet. Um, I'm just being honest. You're fine. All right. I think they'll be good. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, we will find out. My thanks to everybody today, Twinkling Tori, as always, for co-hosting. Um, Bright Brad, maybe that's a good name from I don't know. Um, doing his best to for brilliant Clubhouse. That it, brilliant, me. brilliant, Brad. Okay. And actually, I think it's more the ginger that I taste. All right. Yeah, it probably so. Brilliant, Brad. <laughs> you heard it right from him. So, um, terrific, Tom or Tom terrific who oh. is fiddling at the um, buttons and raising hand, lowering hands and all that, and who uh, does a good job with the real fiddle as well and the guitar. So keep plucking away there, Tom. Uh, and you. um, <laughs> you're welcome. Thanks also to Shining Chanel, who um, helped make the dough today. So like Anyway. All right, and what were you saying, Tori? And delightful Deb for streaming. Yes, delightful Deb. And uh, nope, we cannot leave her out. So, um, assuming she likes nicknames, of course. I have no idea. Huh? Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're talking about you. Yeah, I want some cookies. (laughs) You want some cookies? Well, you know how to make them now. No, just kidding. Well, she's my boss. I better be nice. (laughs) I think you should send cookies all right i will send deb some cookies then and uh but maybe she'd like them if you send them instead because then they have the international flair to them you know american-made cookies sent right from the uk would not want them by the time they got from my no i i like anything with ginger and cinnamon so i'm just really no i was just thinking of the international posting time which is like a week or more oh yes of course (laughs) then then the dog likes them because they're nice and crispy yeah Oh, there you go. I can send some to Deb and you can send some for her dog. Everybody's happy except the fox. 